five solar PV system to be installed in TCI. Caribbean Disaster Emergency Management Agency receives donation of portable power equipment. Fire at Canadian High Commission in Nigeria kills two workers. A look at sports and the weather forecast, all those and more right now. Thank you so much for tuning in, listeners. It's Tuesday, November 7th, 2023. Turks and Caicos, join me in wishing our host of first edition, my mother, Cheryl Ann Foreman, a very happy birthday. The RTC family would like to extend best wishes to you and hope you have a wonderful day. Now a panel discussion held in observance of National Heritage Month 2023 on the topic of custodians of culture, exploring responsibilities for the promotion of a nation's heritage, captivated and inspired a diverse audience. Hosted by Deputy Permanent Secretary in the Office of the Premier, Lormika Williams, the event featured a distinguished panel of experts who brought their unique perspectives and insights to the forefront, sparking meaningful discourse. The panel discussion, which took place at Genesis Next Media Studio in Providencialis, was graced by a highly knowledgeable and accomplished set of panelists, which included Honorable Akira Mizek, Honorable Kyle Knowles, Bill Archie Clare, the man for all seasons, Nikita Chef Nick Skippings, Brianna Walcott, and Shivago Jolly. The panel discussion covered a wide range of topics, including but not limited to the roles and responsibilities of individuals, communities, and governments in preserving and promoting cultural heritage, the challenges faced in this endeavor, and the innovative approaches being adopted to protect and celebrate a nation's rich culture. Their insights and passion for cultural preservation left a lasting impression on all who viewed. The event garnered considerable attention from a diverse audience, including academias, cultural enthusiasts, policymakers, and the general public. In a world where cultural heritage faces various challenges, this panel discussion provided a platform for the exchange of ideas and solutions. It is clear that the promotion of cultural heritage is a shared responsibility, and this event has reinforced the importance of preserving and celebrating our cultural legacy. And two environmental health officers from the Ministry of Health and Human Services had a valuable experience attending the Colorado Environmental Health Association conference that took place from Tuesday the 10th of October to Friday the 13th. During the conference, TCI delegates Tashi Forbes and Clavisha Outen, both from Providenciales, focused on exploring general professional and technical aspects of environmental health. By doing so, they gained valuable insights into the latest developments, best practices, and innovative solutions in the field. Attending such conferences is crucial for professionals to stay updated with the advancements in their respective fields and to network with fellow experts, 
ensuring that they can apply the most current knowledge and techniques in their work. Key objectives of the conference included school chemical cleanouts, investigating climate change, pressure distribution design in on-site wastewater treatment systems, lead-based paint or dust in schools, home daycares, preschools, and kindergarten classrooms, closing the gaps on critical food safety elements, starting a school inspection program, situational awareness and de-escalation, a three-pronged approach to advancing equity, diversity, and inclusion. Overall, the conference served as a platform for collaboration, learning, and networking among experts and practitioners in the field of environmental health and safety. Now, the Turks and Caicos Islands government has signed a contract with Green Revolution Limited for the installation of five solar photovoltaic systems under the EU-funded project titled Transitioning Towards Green Energy in the Turks and Caicos Islands, RES-33 TCI project. The government continues to move towards a more sustainable and secure future with the execution of the contract agreement by Her Excellency the Governor, Delaney Daniel Selvaratnam for and on behalf of the TCI government and the contractor Green Revolution Limited for the installation of five solar photovoltaic systems. This signing marks a pivotal moment in the Turks and Caicos Islands transition towards a sustainable energy future. The contract outlines the installation of five rooftop solar PV systems with battery energy storage and accessories at the following critical public facilities, the Blue Hills Clinic in Providenciales, the Wellness Center in Grand Turk, the Bottle Creek Clinic in North Caicos, Middle Caicos Clinic, and the South Caicos Clinic. These rooftop solar PV systems are specially designed for resilience to withstand fierce climatic conditions in the Turks and Caicos Islands. The battery energy storage technology of these systems will provide clean energy to the facilities during severe climatic conditions. TCIG's Energy and Utilities Commissioner Delano Arthur expressed great enthusiasm about this initiative, saying that as we harness the power of the sun through solar PV installations, we're not just capturing rays, we're capturing the future. Solar energy is not just about panels, it's about possibilities, sustainability, and a brighter, cleaner world for generations to come. End quote. This pilot project demonstrates that collaborative works between the public and private sectors will yield a greener, safer, and more resilient Turks and Caicos. It is anticipated that these solar PV systems will serve as a model for sustainable energy projects in the built environment in TCI, setting a precedent for the future. The transitioning towards green energy in the Turks and Caicos Islands project falls within the development activities of the Resembit program, which is 47 project programs funded by the European Union and implemented by Expertise France, the development cooperation agency of the government of France. This program supports sustainable human development efforts in 12 Caribbean overseas countries and territories including Aruba, Anguilla, Bonaire, the British Virgin Islands, the Cayman Islands, Curaçao, Montserrat, Saba, St. Eustatius, St. Barthelemy, St. Martin, and the Turks and Caicos Islands. That was a look at Local News Regional is up next.
The U.S. Coast Guard medevaced a 44-year-old man from a boat 250 miles northeast of Nassau, Bahamas, on Saturday. The Coast Guard reported it received a medevac request from a vessel named Skyfall after a crew member suffered severe stomach pains. Coast Guard responders consulted with the duty flight surgeon who recommended the medevac. The captain was instructed to navigate to a meeting northeast of Nassau. An air crew took the ailing man from the boat and transferred him to the Princess Margaret Hospital for further treatment. Chief Petty Officer Ryan Anzelic commended members of the Skyfall's crew for their efforts that led to their colleague receiving the assistance that he needed. And the Caribbean Disaster Emergency Management Agency, also known as SEDEMA, has received a donation of portable power station kits to support the operational readiness of its CARICOM Disaster Relief Unit from the Government of Canada. The CARICOM Disaster Relief Unit is a critical response team of the Regional Response Mechanism, and the energy-efficient equipment will prove valuable to future deployment operations. The agency received two Goal Zero Yeti 3000X portable power station kits, which include Goal Zero Yeti 3000X portable power stations, 300-watt solar panels, fast chargers, 12-volt car chargers, and high-power extension cables and port combiners. The power station kits were funded through the Government of Canada's $8 million Canadian dollar contribution towards the targeted support to Sedema project since 2019. This project's overarching goal is to strengthen operational readiness to respond to natural disasters at the regional, sectoral, national, and local levels. Most recently, the project funded Sedema's 2023 search and rescue training in Trinidad and Tobago, which saw 36 disciplined forces oriented and exercised in the United Nations International Search and Rescue Advisory Group Standards for Urban Search and Rescue. And the Chedai Jagan International Airport in Guyana expects to see 100 international scheduled flights per week by December, due to growing partnerships and a surge in incoming passengers. Director of Air Navigation Services Rickbert Samaru revealed the figure during an interview with Guyana's Department of Public Information on Friday. According to Samaru, the airport currently has 85 scheduled incoming flights per week. Over the past year, Guyana has welcomed direct flights from Canada Jetlines, British Airways and Sky Kana, among others. There were also inaugurated landings by Qatar Airways and Ethiopian Airlines. These achievements have since allowed the airport to process over 545,000 passengers as of last month, which reflects a 13% increase. The influx of the international arrival rate is due to Guyana becoming one of the fastest-growing economies in the world, with many booming sectors and the vast development of its tourism industry. The country has been investing in numerous tourism products and experiences, such as its eco-lodges, tours and cultural extravaganza, among other tour initiatives. That was a look around the region. World News is up next.
A fire at the Canadian High Commission in Nigeria's capital killed two people and injured two others, the local emergency services confirmed on Monday. The fire broke out in the morning while workers were servicing generators. The two killed were Nigerian maintenance workers. The fire occurred when the tank of diesel in the generator house, containing 2,000 liters, exploded. Two other maintenance workers were being treated for severe burns. And nearly one million chickens on a Minnesota egg farm will be slaughtered to help limit the spread of the highly contagious bird flu after it was confirmed there, officials said on Monday. The United States Department of Agriculture, also known as the USDA, announced that the virus was found at a farm in Wright County, Minnesota, as well as in three smaller flocks in South Dakota and Iowa. Whenever the highly pathogenic avian influenza virus is detected on a farm, the entire flock is killed as to keep it from spreading to other farms. In addition to the Minnesota case, the USDA said that some 26,800 turkeys will be killed on a farm in McPherson County in South Dakota, and nearly 17,000 birds will be slaughtered on two farms in Iowa's Clay County. The egg and poultry industry has been dealing with a bird flu outbreak since last year. In 2022, nearly 58 million birds, mostly chicken and turkeys, were slaughtered to deal with the virus, contributing significantly to higher egg and turkey prices. The Minnesota farm is the first egg-laying operation where bird flu has been found this year. Even after 940,000 chickens on the Minnesota farm are slaughtered, there will only have been about 3.4 million birds killed this year. And a toxic blanket of gray smog hangs over New Delhi's monuments and high-rises. Schools have been ordered shut and construction banned. People are back to wearing masks. In the Indian capital, it is that time of the year again. Authorities are struggling to rein in severe air pollution levels and annual and chronic health crisis that disrupts the lives of over 20 million in the city every year. On Tuesday, the air quality index veered close to the 400 mark for tiny particulate matter, a level considered hazardous and more than 10 times the global safety threshold. This according to India's main environmental monitoring agency. It is the fifth consecutive day of bad air in the region. That was a look at World News Sports is up next. In NFL news, New York Giants quarterback Daniel Jones is going to miss the rest of the season with a torn ACL in his right knee, marking the second time in three years that he's been sidelined by an injury. Jones had an MRI on Monday and it showed the season-ending injury, coach Brian Dabble confirmed. The sixth pick in the 2019 draft missed the final six games of the 2021 season with a neck injury. A 26-year-old who signed a four-year, $160 million contract 
In March, Jones was hurt on a non-contact play in the first half of Sunday's 30-6 loss to the Las Vegas Raiders. The Giants now have a 2-7 record and little hope of making the playoffs for a second straight season. The injury might force the Giants to consider drafting a quarterback in next year's draft, particularly if they have a high pick. Dabal had no information on when surgery would take place or whether any other parts of the knee were hurt. And former Puerto Rican boxer Felix Verdejo received two life sentences on Friday after he was found guilty in the grisly killing of his 27-year-old pregnant lover. A federal judge sentenced Verdejo following emotional speeches by the family of Kishla Rodriguez, who was killed in April 2021. Verdejo had been found guilty in July of kidnapping that leads to a death and of causing the death of an unborn child. His attorney said Friday that he plans to appeal the sentencing. Many across Puerto Rico celebrated the outcome of the case. During the trial earlier this year, Luis Cadiz, a friend of Verdejo's, also charged in the case, said that the former boxer had pressured Rodriguez to get an abortion. He also testified that the day Verdejo killed Rodriguez, the ex-boxer punched her and injected her with a toxic substance before they tied her limbs to a cement block and threw her off a busy bridge and into a lagoon in broad daylight. Cadiz later called 911 anonymously and provided the location of Rodriguez's body. An autopsy found that Rodriguez had fentanyl and xylazine, a sedative used for animals including horses, in her system. The case stunned the U.S. territory where many have demanded better protection for domestic violence victims. Verdeo had participated in the 2012 Olympics and became a professional boxer that year. He finished his career in the lightweight division with a 27-2 record with 17 knockouts. That was a look at sports. The weather forecast is up next. For the North Atlantic, Caribbean Sea, and the Gulf of Mexico, tropical cyclone formation is not expected during the next seven days. Over to local weather conditions, sunny for most of the day with afternoon showers expected, highs of 86 degrees with a real feel of 93, lows of 76, and winds are from the northeast at 9 miles per hour. That was a look at today's weather forecast. Recapping the news for today, five solar PV systems to be installed in TCI. Caribbean Disaster Emergency Management Agency receives donation of portable power equipment. Fire at Canadian High Commission in Nigeria kills two workers. Well, that was a look at the news today. Once again, thank you all so much for tuning in. If you missed today's presentation or any other, you can always visit our website at www.rtc89fm.com. Com, or download the RTC app in the Google Play Store. Enjoy your evening. Thanks again for tuning in. Our afternoon news major is brought to you by CG Insurance. Good like that. Call them on 649-941-3195.